The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, I just need to hit record on the mic and I need to get down with the get down, right? So a lot to talk about tonight, a very frustrating loss tonight in Chicago, a game that I believe, and if you saw the game, you probably believe it as well. Um, a game that the Hawks could have won uh, on so many factors. Uh, they fall to Chicago 112 to 108 um, behind 37 from DeMar DeRozan and just a plethora of things that just went wrong for the Hawks tonight. We're going to dissect it all, but let me get through some of this housekeeping. Um, if you are new to the pod, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule. This is the Hawksweet Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, E-Dub, and I'm taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And thank you for uh, checking us out. So if you're new, uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, give us a five-star rating and let us know what you think about the show. Also, if you're on social media, we invite you to connect with us there. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hawks Beat. That's how you get at us. Um, so connect with us socially, 
and subscribe to us. You know, that that uh, really helps us out. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, just, you know, we took some time off for the all star break to just, um, you know, it, it's a lot in <laughs> podcasting, especially when you do them after every game. So, um, yeah, so we're going to get back into the swing of things and we have some things coming down the pipe. So keep rocking with us and we're going to keep it rolling. All right, so let's get into this game. Um, before the game, of course, uh, this was the Hawks' first game in eight days. So you kind of figure that there may be a little rust there. Um, um, we saw Trey Young play in the All-Star game, but all the other guys, I imagine that they were probably someplace warm. <laughs> um Tonight, the Hawks were entering to tonight's game with a little two-game win streak that they had going into the break. And I will say this, and a lot of people have kind of said this tonight. um, These next five opponents, these next five opponents will test this team to see if they're going to make a push or if they're just going to hang around and probably grab that last play-in spot. Again, uh, I know tonight's loss is tough, but... Um, I think these first five games after the break is going to tell the story. I think they're going to tell the story. Um, and we usually look at the schedule in the third segment, but I'm just, let me just give you these, these next five games. Of course, tonight we were in Chicago. Um, you have Toronto at home on Saturday. You're at Boston on Tuesday and back at Chicago on Thursday. And to finish out the five-game swing, you have the Washington Wizards back home. So, um, personally, I don't think the, the, the Hawks want to see any part of Chicago. I don't think they want to see the Black Hawks. I don't think they want to see the White Sox. I don't think they want to play the Chicago Cubs in basketball. <laughs> I just don't think they want any part of Chicago. But um, you're going to see your worth. Hopefully, John Collins will... Um, be back sooner than later. They talked about him on, the, you know, doing a podcast and uh, saying, you know, hey, he's starting to feel a little bit better. They're hoping to have him back sooner than later. He did rehab, didn't really go to shoot around. So um, John is a big part of what the Hawks do. He He's a big part of what they do. And he is the Hawks most efficient player. And when he's not in the lineup, it's a different ball club. It's a different ball club. Yeah, you can slide Gallo in there. You get the scoring and you get everything that he brings to the table. But you're missing the John. And then uh, when you slide Gallo in, and then you kind of miss Gallo in that second unit. But uh, they recalibrated. And I thought the Hawks actually um, thought they showed a lot of grit tonight. Thought they showed a lot of grit. But... Um, going into the game, the Chicago was, I think, three-point favorites. It was either three or like four and a half if you're kind of into that thing. But um, that's kind of what it was. And I'll be, I'll be daggone, man. Those people in, in Las Vegas, and those people who, who set the points and stuff, those people are magicians. I don't know how they get it so close every time. Like, they're really good with that stuff. But, yeah. Um, Hawks went into this game. Uh as pretty much one of the best uh, three-point shooting teams in the league. Uh, they were best in three-point percentage. Their offensive rating it was second. And Trey Young, is who is scoring at a clip of 27.8 points a game, is good for fifth in the league. 
And the question this season hasn't been the Hawks' offense. It's been their defense. Like, the offense has been straight. Like, you really can't complain about it. There have been times where you've had hiccups, but um, it's been the defense that has really um, been frustrating for this team. So the Bulls come into this team, I mean, come into this this game as uh, one of the better teams in the league. DeMar DeRozan was just on a tear before the break, and he pretty much um, picked up where he left off. <laughs> he is so good at the game of basketball. He is so good at basketball. Um, Hawks started the game with their usual starters, uh, Sands, uh, John Collins, Trey, Kev, Hunter, Gallo, and Capella. Um, out the gate, obviously this Hawks team was a bit rusty. 10-0, to Nate calls a Tate, T.O., and it's like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> we're playing the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think one of the first tweets that I sent out tonight was the Hawks have not gotten off the bus yet. <laughs> like, yo, man, like, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, they eventually, you know, get back into it. But uh, that 10 jump to start the first quarter was was quite a doozy. And um, like I mentioned before, DeMar DeRozan picked off picked up where he left off man he scored 12 of the first 16 for the bulls and it wasn't deandre hunter's finest hour but i was i wasn't going i'm not going to bang deandre because demar has been cooking everybody he's been cooking everybody and the hawks did the best they could you know they threw they threw their best defender at him and um as far as DeAndre is concerned, he ended up leaving the game in the third quarter. Hawks said he's not going to be returning because of illness. So I don't know what's going on there, but um, I guess he was dealing with something. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say my man's was getting cooked and he just didn't want no more because I respect DeAndre. But if he was getting cooked and they didn't want no more, I would be mad at him. <laughs> Demar was cooking him, man. He was just cooking him. But that's just a testament to how good Demar is and how well he has been playing. Um, Hawks did not shoot the ball in the first quarter very well. They shot the ball um, at a clip of 26% in that first quarter. And when the quarter was over, I actually gave the Hawks some credit. I said, um, all things considered, being down five isn't the worst thing in the world for the Hawks right now. You know, they didn't really play a good quarter and you're only down by five. So, you know, the Bulls kind of cooled off toward the, the end of the um, end of that quarter. But um, Hawks, they, 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 they hung in there. They, you know, they were they're a gritty bunch. Second quarter, things start to kind of settle in a little bit. Um Clint Capella had, uh, not Clint Capella, Clint Capella had eight and a quarter, but Bogey was the guy who kind of got things going in that second quarter for the Hawks off the bench, 4-10 shooting, goes nine, uh, gets nine points for the Hawks in that second quarter. Uh, Trey didn't have a good shooting night, did not have a good shooting night at all, um, and the team didn't shoot well from free throw, which is another storyline that is just rather odd to me, like... How are you missing all these feed throws, man? Like, 
they're free throws. They're free. Like, come on. Like, you can't be, you can't be out here just not making free throws. And then when you look at the end of it, when you look at uh, the free throw disparity, where uh, you're shooting 18 of 27. 18 of 27 from the free throw line. Like, what's really good, right? I mean, that's 66%. You lost the game by four points. Yes, the final possessions were trash. They were trash. They were terrible. Trey Young did not look good. Trey was 3 of 17 for tonight. But you were 18 for 27 from the three from the free throw line. Like, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And um it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, you got to make your free throws, man. You got to make your free throws. But uh, I thought the second quarter was probably one of the Hawks' better quarters. Second and third quarter were probably their best quarters, where they both scored 30, 30 plus points. Um, so coming out of halftime, you're only down by two, and you're not even really playing that well. I'm like, yo, man, like this team is gritty. Like this could be a gritty win. Stick around to the fourth quarter, and we'll see what happens. And that's exactly what they did. They stuck around to the fourth quarter. They not only stuck around, they had a chance to win in the fourth quarter. But um, as far as the third quarter concerned, um, I thought Bogey kind of had it going a little bit again. Um, you kind of had balanced scoring, but I think that both teams kind of settled in and just shot the ball better in that third quarter. You know, Hawks were 50 from the field, 50 from three. Uh, Chicago was 40 and 50. So, um, things started to even out. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of an imprint defensively from this Hawks team tonight, but that just wasn't going to be the case. And especially once DeAndre Hunter went out, it really wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> like, it really wasn't going to be the case. But uh, I thought Bogey came in and did uh, did a yeoman's job as far as just contributions, uh, getting this team and, and Getting big buckets. That's what they needed from him tonight. They needed him to give him big buckets. And Gallo. Like, Bogey and Gallo were cooking in the second half. And I don't understand, like, why. Okay, here's here's the conundrum. And can I be real with y'all? Can I be real with y'all? If you're listening to this, you're a Hawks fan. And you're trying to make sense of this. And I'm trying to make sense of this as a someone who analyzes Hawks basketball. Bogey and Gallo were both cooking, but Trey is the money man. So, like, who do you draw the play up for? I'm always going to side with the money man. That's just kind of how I am. Trey took the shot down. uh, Let's look at the timestamp. Let's look at the timestamp so we can get more in depth with. with, and, and you guys saw the game, so you guys know exactly where I'm going, right? So, um, Hawks were up, I believe it was by three at the 138 mark. I believe that was the number. Let me, um, let me, because I have the game book. Let me just kind of double check on that. It was, yes, they were up three with 135, right? You really just need a bucket. You really just need a bucket to close them out. Trey takes a 27-foot, three-point step-back shot. 
not the best shot. Like you're up by three. Every I mean, Gallo and Bogey are cooking. I understand that you're the man. You got to take the shot. And I really don't have a problem. Like, and I, I really don't got a problem with you taking the shot. You know, we, we, we've been here before. But the step back, three, last shot he can make. I didn't like it. You know, you get, Gallo gets the offensive rebound, so they got another shot, another uh, another chance to make the shot. And then Bogey puts up a three. I didn't really like that three. Um, the shot clock was kind of running down. It was like they never really reset. Like, okay, fine. Now you're down by one. Mid-range Jesus comes down, hit a pull-up. Boom. Okay, now you're, now you're up by one. You still can put the game away, right? You still can put the game away because it's like 26 seconds, right? Trey goes to the hoop, and I love Trey going to the hoop. I'd much rather see him going to the hoop than take the 27-foot step back. That's just me. Drives to the hoop, doesn't finish, rebound. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here goes mid-range Jesus. They get mid-range Jesus the ball. Not only his turnaround, his turnaround and gets fouled. Boom. Oh, my God. So now, Rosen hits the three. Now you down by two. Now you down by two. And so now Nate is like, okay, well, let me try to draw up something for Bogey because maybe Trey don't have it. And let me let me pose another question to you guys. And this is just a philosophy. This is just a, a, a question. Just I'm just going to throw it out there. Do the Hawks not have any plays outside of the high pick and roll with Clint and whoever has the ball? Like, that just always seems to be the one play they always run. That may be their best play, you know? That may be their their best play as far as analytics are concerned, statistically, or whatever. But I know what the Hawks are going to do. They're going to run that, that pick and roll with Trey and Clint. And I'm just like... Can we get a little creativity here? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. What What are your thoughts? Hit me up at, at Hawks Beat on Twitter. I, I I need to see a little bit more diversity with the offense. Right? I need to see a little bit more diversity. So Hawks are, are down by two, and they run the high pick and roll, but this time they run it with bogey. You know? I, 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 I thought the shot was decent. I didn't love it. Um, Vujicic does a great job getting around the pick to contest the shot, to bother the shot. He's a seven-footer, right? He's a seven-footer, and you're trying to shoot over him. Like, I get that they wanted to switch, and, you know, you're on the road. I guess you're going to go for the win. But the ball falls short, and the Hawks lose. Tough loss because it's a loss, I think, that the Hawks could have won. Let's say you make five more free throws. <laughs> Let's just say you make five more free throws. And let me let me pull up the numbers again. Where were they from the from the field? They were 18 of 27. So if you make five more free throws, you are 20 to you're 23 of 27. That's all you had to be. 23 of 27 from the free throw line, and you would have won the game. You know what the Bulls shot? 22 of 27. Little things matter like that, man. They matter. But um, tough loss tonight, 112 to 108. 
um, in the grand scheme of things, the Bulls were the better team. But um, despite Trey going 3 of 17, Kevin Herter didn't have his best night. DeAndre Hunter played three quarters, didn't give anything offensively, and he was getting cooked by DeRozan. So you really only had Gallo and you had Bogey carrying y'all. They almost carried y'all to a victory. And Clint Capella, I don't have anything bad to say about Clint. He pulled down 17 boards. 14 points, 17 boards. Missed a few bunnies, but, I mean, he was 7 for 11. You know, I'm not going to bang him. I'm not going to bang him. I thought he played really well. I thought he played really well banging on there. Um he seems lonely, <laughs> like he seems lonely down there in the paint without John. So uh, Hawks really need to get John Collins back, man. Like he's a big part of what they do, and they desperately need him back. So that was tonight's game flow. It went a little bit longer, but um, I want to take a little bit more time on this pod. Um, I want to read some of your feedback, but let's take just a quick pause um, see if they want to see if the network wants to slide in a commercial. If not, we'll be right back and we'll get into some of the fan feedback. And then I will give you my takeaways from tonight's game. You listen to the Hawks beat podcast presented by the minute media podcast network. I'm your host. Edub. We'll be right back. All right. So let's hear what you guys had to say after tonight's game. Um, I always get on Twitter and ask, you know, your thoughts and your takeaways. Um, Tonight I asked also, I threw another question out there. What would you do to change this team Um, as far as like the roster concern or like what would you what would you do? So I got some pretty good responses. And so let's go through and just read some of them. I appreciate the fan responses. Some of you guys always respond when I ask. Um, some of you guys only respond after a win, <laughs> which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can dig it. But, uh, yeah, let me go ahead and see what the fans have to say tonight. So, J.P. Miller, 1717 uh, on Twitter, said he would add a defensive-minded wings and draft older prospects who are ready to contribute right away. He said, if Trey really wants to take every dribble and shot, we might as well surround him with the guys who take pride in playing D. Okay. J.P. Miller, that's his That's his thought. Those are his opinions. Um, Dewan Goodwin says, we need well-rounded basketball players. We have too many specialists, and we need to bring in a player that can establish a culture. Um, yeah, I'm with that. You know, the unfortunate thing is it's not – too many of those guys just laying around waiting for a team to pick them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Draymond Green is, is not, you know, going anywhere right now. You know, he's in Golden State. I think more than anything, the Hawks need a, a, a defensive dog. They need, and I've said, I've said this numerous times. Solomon Hill said last year, this team needs a defensive guy who is uh, a little nasty, uh, somebody who plays big minutes, you know, because Solomon was kind of a little enforced, but Solomon don't play no big minutes, you know. Um, they need that type of dog on this team, and they don't have it. This team lacks toughness. This team lacks a lot of physicality, and it can't all come from Okongu. Like, it can't. It can't just all come from a Okongu. You're going to need some wings. You're going to need some guards that are tough and that are 
uh, that'll play D and get in your face. Um, that's why I was like, hey, you got to make some calls from Marcus Smart. You need a Marcus Smart type of player on your team. You do. All right. Um, B. McCoy, 20, says, depend on depends on the directive from the OG Tony. I'm talking about the Hawks owner, Tony um, Wrestler. He says, they are still so young, so no need to be impatient. They just caught fire last season. I will let them grow. None of them have ever hit their prime yet. None of them have hit their prime yet. But if the OG wants to make a move, I wouldn't be mad at it. Hey, I, I agree with that, Coach. I agree with that, man. Um, there's no need to really panic and make a move just to make a move. And I think that's why Travis didn't necessarily make a move at the deadline. I think that there there, there could have been move, uh, moves to be made, but I don't think he was necessarily at a point where it was DEFCOM 5. Right, like I don't think he's at DefCon Five where oh god we gotta make a move because it's win now or else. Nah, like you got a window, you're kind of in that window, but um, yeah, the house isn't on fire. You're just having a bad season, you know. You're just having a bad season. Uh, DJ Yogi says I hate to say it, but Bogey and Gallo were really good. Too bad they were looked off in the closing minutes. Hey man, hey. Again, I understand Trey getting the shot, and I understand Trey taking the shot. You know, um, can you question Nate on if he should have drawn up something uh, else, knowing that Trey was three of fifteen when he missed those last two shots? If that's the move you want to take, okay, like I can get, like I get it, but. If you run those plays through Bogey and Gallo and you miss them, then you're going to be like, well, why don't we get the Trey? Because Trey's the money man. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of what ifs, you know. That's why I necessarily don't really have a problem with Trey uh, taking the shot. I would have liked to see a better play. I think there's too much dribbling. Uh, and sometimes he does that. But I would have liked to see him be put in a better position to, um, you know, get a bucket there. But thanks for uh, the... Uh, your opinion, uh, Yogi. Um, let's see. Useless Tinsel on Twitter says he, he would get in his time machine, go back in time a month, and trade everyone other than Trey for Ben Simmons. <laughs> the call for Ben Simmons. We are officially here. <laughs> I can dig it. Appreciate you for checking us out. Uh, DG, uh, DSG in ATL says, why go away from Gallo? PG needs to feed the hot hand. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I agree. You guys know where I stand on this. Last but definitely not least, my guy Yuri. Uh, Yuri said, season is cooked. This team thought that last year's run and getting paid in the offseason was good enough. Shaking my head. We would have won this type of game last spring. Hey, man, I appreciate all of you guys for your opinions and checking in with me. And letting me know how the fans feel about uh, what's going on. And right now, the fans are frustrated. They're frustrated. And they had high hopes coming into the season. And this team just wasn't ready. They weren't ready as of now. There's still time, right? There's still time to turn it around. There's still time to kind of make a move into this playoff thing. But with each loss, 
um, the window gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Right now, that window is cracked. <laughs> it's cracked. Like you can, you can barely look out that mug right now. It's 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 bad. It's really bad. But um, looking at the standings, the Hawks are twenty eight and thirty one. They are kind of in a tie with Charlotte. That is who is twenty nine and thirty one. Charlotte has just been in a free fall. Um, they're one and nine in their last ten, and I, like I said last podcast, the, the Hawks' saving grace is the fact that the teams around them have been playing some terrible basketball. Wizards, uh, they're four and six in their last ten. The Knicks are two and eight, and those are the teams like in that area, like around where you are. Those are the teams you have to be better than, but. Um, the Hawks don't want to be that. The Hawks need to try to get to that sixth spot. They need to climb, and they got a lot of climbing to do. But if you're consistently losing to teams, uh, yeah, they may be better than you, but you got to get some of these games. Like, yes, the Bulls are a better team than you, but games like tonight, you got to get. Right? Like, you've beat Milwaukee before. You know, you've beat Boston before. Like, you gotta, you got to win these games, man. And y'all ain't winning these games. So, it's a lot. It's a lot. All right, so my takeaways from tonight's game is you got to do the little things to win. All right? Like, you got to do the little things to win. A lot of the focus is going to be on Trey and that those last two possessions. Oh, he did this, he did that. But it's a lot of the little things that contribute to winning on an NBA basketball game. You know, um, it sure helps when your star doesn't shoot three of 17, but you got over that. And that's the frustrating part. Like you got over that and you still had a chance to win the ball game. But I think shooting the free throws killed you. You didn't have a lot of turnovers. You only had nine turnovers for the whole game. And that's really good. But you had some crucial turnovers um, the shot selection wasn't really good to begin with, but you ended the game pretty much with um, identical shooting numbers. You know, they shot 48%, you shot 42%. They shot 29 you shot 28 from three. Uh, they did much better with the free throws. You know, they were 22 of 27. You ate 10 of 27. You make five more free throws and you win this ball game. Isn't that crazy? Like, if you would make five more free throws, you would have won the, won the ball game. So, Gallo was four for six. If he would have gone five for six, right? Trey was eight for 11, which is uncharacteristic because Trey is a really good free throw shooter. Trey was eight for 11. Bogey was 0 for two. Congo, two of four. Five free throws. Like, if you find five free throws, man, y'all win this game. And it don't even matter what Trey does at the end. Y'all find them five free throws. <sighs> All right. So going forward, let's look at the Hawks' schedule. Um, I already mentioned it, but let me just give it to you one more time before we get up out of here. Um, <clears throat> next game will be uh, on uh, what's it? Saturday night. Saturday night, they will take on the – is it Toronto? Is it Toronto? Uh, no, they will take on Boston, and then they will head back to Chicago. 
then they would head home to take on the Washington Wizards. So, uh, I'm sorry. Did I say Boston? No, it's Toronto. I'm sorry. So, Saturday is the Toronto game at home. Then you go to Boston. You're back home uh, for Chicago. And then you go to Washington. So, out of these five, you got to get three of them. Period. Got to get three of them. Like, no, no excuses, no ifs, ands, buts, John Collins or not. You got to get three of these next five. Like, and that's just to survive. You got to get three of these next five. Um, that's just how I look at it. You drop one. So now what? You got to get three out of these next four. You got to get three of these next four. Like, the wiggle room is non-existent right now. It's non-existent. So you got to get four of these. You got to get three of these next four. And, um, you know, you get, you, you, you kind of control your, your, your destiny, but you got to start winning some ball games. So tough night at the office for the Hawks. Uh, they go down 112 to 108 to the Chicago Bulls. And, uh, I think that's it for us, man. So we're going to put this, uh, pod and, and wrap it up in a boat, put it out for the masses. Make sure you guys, uh, like, and subscribe to the pod and, uh, retweets and reshares are always appreciated. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. Peace. We out. That's just how I look at it. You drop one. So now what? You got to get three out of these next four. You got to get three of these next four. Like the wiggle room is non-existent right now. It's non-existent. So you got to get four of these. You got to get three of these next four, and um, you know you get you 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 kind of control your 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 destiny, but you got to start winning some ball games. So tough night at the office for the Hawks. Uh, they go down one twelve to one hundred eight to the Chicago Bulls, and uh, I think that's it for us, man. So we're gonna put this uh, pod and, and wrap it up in a bow, put it out for the masses. Make sure you guys. Uh, like and subscribe to the pod and uh, retweets and reshares are always appreciated and uh, like we always say man God is good all the time and all the time God is good so if you don't know him you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you L-O-V-E love peace we out Free You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.